Well, hi everybody, and um, well, welcome to uh, another Speedway podcast. And if you're watching us on video, you'll see who I'm joined by. And if you're listening, well, I'm about to tell you who I'm joined by. What I'm trying to reproduce here is a night at Foxhall Stadium because we've missed it so much. Um, we've missed, we've missed the chili dogs. We've missed the sound of the bites. We've missed. Oh, we've missed so many things. And, of course, we've missed the presentation and the starting gates going up incorrectly and all that sort of stuff and the tapes being broken. So, look, I'm trying to bring you – we'll try and bring you a night at Foxhall Stadium because it's only a couple of weeks away now and uh, we've all missed it so much. So, well, look, I'm Mike Baker. It's nice to be here. Um, I'm the one who sits in the little hut up just near the referee trying to make any sense of what he's doing or she's doing. Um, but I'm joined here today by – well. Does he need any introduction? W-O-J-B-I-H-N-O. It's the man who introduces and keeps all amused at Foxhall Stadium. It's Kevin Long. How are you, Kevin? Uh, good um, morning, Mike. Yes, it's uh, lovely to see you, uh, even if it is an unearthly hour. Um, and I, I hope you like the fact that I've got dressed especially for the occasion. I'm not like newsreaders, by the way, viewer. I, I am fully dressed. I haven't got my, my like my pajamas on from the waist down. So, it's, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I've invested in a new a new because the white jacket obviously is is the standard attire. Um, but I've invested in new shirt and tie. Can you do you like the combo? Do you want to guess who the combo tie and scarf um, shirt are in uh, honour of? Orange. Uh, Crumby. I'm going to guess it's John Louis from the 70s. No. <laughs> it's, Crump, it, it's Jason's Crumpy's racing colours, blue and, and like goldy orange. So I've, I've I'm, I'm homage to our number one. Well, that's brilliant, Kevin. You look very smart. And if you're, if you're already listening to this on the podcast, you really ought to watch it on video because he does look very smart. Um, before we carry on, I'm going to introduce our second guest. But before we carry on, lots of people are going to sit there, Kevin, and go, what does W-O-J-B-I-H-N-O mean with a hashtag in front? And it actually means... Well, it's my hashtag I use on social media. And, of course, it means we've only just begun. It's heat number one. Beautiful. See? What this an education, absolute education, the Speedway podcast. Anyway, welcome to our second guest who's here. Um, our second guest who's here tonight. Um, and you know, it's it's wonderful to that um, he's he's joined us. Um, well, of course, yes, if you really if, if all that faffing about at the starting gate, if you want to get this, is the man who has to try and cope with Chris Louis taking 10 minutes to <laughs> himself down, let alone race, let alone anybody else. Um, it's our flag-waving start marshal Pete Ingram dressed up in his wonderful attire. Pete, it's lovely to see you. Well, I thought I'd try my outfit on just to make sure it's still, it's still fit. it was actually fitting me okay before the start of the new season because we've all been in lockdown and uh, you never know, I might have had, had to ask Chris for a new outfit because of the extra pounds, but I'm okay. And uh, they, always, uh, they always were tight, your trousers though, Pete, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, well, they haven't quite got the uh, trousers on. The they're not quite. They're not quite Richie Hawkins tight, though, are they? No, not that's not that tight. <laughs> I've got the sponsor on the back, if you can see that. Oh, oh look at that! You see Extraordinary guy, guy will love that. Yes, but Good. the trouble is, there's nothing on the front because when you see me on TV or I'm oh, always on the back. TV. <laughs> it's like well, the back that's on show, isn't it? So. Yeah, some say it's your best uh, best view, though, Pete. I know, but my wife tells me that all the time. <laughs> Well, look, Pete, it's lovely to see you as well. I mean, obviously, it's great having you two guys here because you're very much part of the presentation the whole night at Foxhall Stadium. Everyone uh, knows you guys. And, uh, of course, but, well, well, let's keep – I mean, we've missed it. We've missed a whole year of no Foxhall. I mean, have you ever – I've never known anything – none of us have known anything like it. Um, I mean, Pete, what, what have you been doing with yourself? It's, you know, just – Yeah, to be honest, it's it's been me and a couple of friends have actually been going out running on a Thursday night. Exploring ah. the footpaths and bridleway it sounds really sad, doesn't it? Around yeah, around, around Suffolk, but it's it's scary, isn't it? You find other things to do, but um, I am really looking forward to getting back there. Um, I think it actually, I think there's probably a lot of people that that really really want to go back, and probably I'm hopeful that there's a lot of people that perhaps haven't been for a few years and thought, do you know what? Actually, by not having something, I've realised just how much I've missed it, and I'm going to go back to it. So, obviously, I don't know at this stage how many people we can get back in the stadium. 
But um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of additional interest than perhaps there would have been if it was just a normal start to a normal season. I think you're right, Pete. I think it's going to be big crowds. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I genuinely do because I think I was, I was talking to this to a few people recently saying that um, there's no non-league football. Yeah, Ipswich Town season's finished. Um, well, we finished. That finished about Christmas, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, so. did ever begin. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, come on, now, now. Our friends at Portman Road, we leave them out of this. This, we, we that, 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 we can't, we can't be doing with this. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so there's a lot of sport not taking place. Of course, Speedway will be May the twentieth as the first Ipswich Witches home meeting. And um, well, Kevin, I mean, you say to yourself, what have you been up to? You've been, you're telling, you're, you're doing a few Zoom calls, I believe, and quizzes, and and keeping very busy. Um, well, that's that's primarily on a Friday night. Uh, we set that up in the early start of the first lockdown so when we just had our first anniversary so I've got friends in Devon I've got one friend that joins from France uh, and we do that every Friday night and I also do it every other Saturday night with other friends in um, Manchester and Suffolk so I as you imagine um, set the questions we have 10 uh, 10 uh, questions in six rounds we have music rounds picture rounds you do all this stuff on Zoom um, and it's been fantastic. Do you want? Do you want a question from last week's quiz? Mm, very much so. Very okay. Much the, the only um, the question from the, the sport question from general <laughs> knowledge last week was which famous annual sporting event first held in 1981 was won by Dick Beardsley? Which famous annual sporting event first staged in 1981 was won by Dick Beardsley? Oh, it's a good question. Pete, you got any idea? I have no idea. I'm I'm who's in, in the question? 1981. First, first sporting event, 1981. Clues there. 1981. What happened in 1981? The first um, London Marathon. Oh, yes. Ah, I see. <coughs> I'll tell you, Steve. On TV the other day, when, or last year, when they re-ran it, didn't they? Had it on there. Did they? What that? What he he ran the marathon again? He's no, no, they, well. they, they re-showed the, the nineteen eighty-one marathon. I thought oh, uh, right. two people went over the line together in the first one. Oh, I don't know. So you might have thrown us a um, a red herring there, might you? I don't know. But anyway, we have, we have fun with that, and and professionally, I'm working. I'm driving now. Um, I made redundant from the pub um, in February of last year. And uh, then sat at home feeling very sorry for myself for a little while, did some volunteering, and now I uh, I drive and I deliver um, groceries through a, a well-known supermarket. Give a little love, bring in our store to your door. Are we allowed to say Waitrose? Um, you just, so, you just um, said it, my friend. <laughs> um, and I've had a few doorsteps sort of, oh, aren't you the – is this the bloke that does the Speedway, dear? <laughs> <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a few of them on the doorstep, so that's that's quite nice. But no, I, I'm absolutely loving my professional life. But let's speak to Can't wait to get back to Foxhall. I was going to say that's the thing, Kevin. Is that I mean, getting back to Foxhall um, is just going to be uh, unless you're a Speedway fan, you can't really. Say, oh, well, the sport. I suppose it's just town fans are the same with Port. You you just have a, an, an affiliation to, to the sporting event, and Foxhall is no different for us Speedway fans, is it? Well, I I um, I've been doing the 400 club. Uh, with uh, the Issue um, Spirit Supporters Club. We've been doing that uh, as a uh, Facebook Live the last few months. And we've done a few, we did a few from Chris Louis Garden, some from In His Lands when it got colder. And the last month we did actually from the Centre Green at Foxhall. And, and before we went live in the, the sort of preamble chat, I said to Chris Louis, I said, isn't it amazing how a piece of Heathland, you know, and standing on a piece of old Heathland can evoke so many memories and when you stand, I mean, we're privileged because we stand in the centre. And I, I guess sometimes we become a bit blasé to that. Yeah. Um, but you think how many how many great memories of my life, because I've been going to Foxhall since 1972, how many of my memories of my life have been in this stadium, in this place, in this arena? And it's uh, yeah. a fantastic venue. Have you been up to the track, Pete? Have you just, have you just, have you just stood on the starting gate and just... Stood around, no, no. <laughs> just just wandered up, stood there, no, waving your flags. <laughs> to be honest, I've been one of the lucky ones through this. I've worked all the way through, um, um, because I work in the highways part, looking after the Suffolk highways. I just haven't. We just haven't stopped. We've been lucky enough through the government restrictions that have been able to work. So to be honest, I haven't been up there. But I know what Kevin means. It is very. 
you know, you go back there and probably it transports you back to, for me, being a child, standing on the terraces and then probably the things that we've done. So like from Kevin's point of view and from my point of view, the lucky side of us being involved and in, if you like, being part of um, sort of historical um, successes or, or sort of incidents and things that have happened. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back there and perhaps getting back to Getting, getting that sort of like Thursday, finish work, have your dinner and then off you go to, to Foxhall and, and enjoy the racing. Do you reckon your flag, do you hope your flag's all right? Yeah, it's going to be mocked. <laughs> well, well, that, that's, that's what we'll need to look into, see whether, whether they're being eaten <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can see it, but I've got a gingham, I've got a gingham tablecloth on my conservatory. I can always bring that up for you. I can convert that into a checkered flag. What's that? We'll attach it to a broom and wave it. <laughs> that is a worry, though, Pete. Isn't it? Imagine you turn up, and you find all the flags are moth-eaten on opening night. You get get up there night a couple of weeks ago. We're up there next week, my friend. Yeah. I think there's I'll a, have to get out there for press and practice day and see if it's okay. There's a little known fact you won't know this, Mike, that the flags that flutter, I like a little alliteration, the flags that flutter at Foxhall on the centre green, I actually buy those, the ones that you see, the nationalities yeah. of the different riders, I buy those fresh every year. So uh, they're always pristine at the start of the year. So um, I hope you give that like, on, hope you put on expenses. Do you know what? Do you know what? One year. What? I bought them and I started doing it back in the day when JL was promoting. I said to JL, I said, oh, so I bought some new flags. I said, um, you know, but they weren't that expensive. I think I didn't ask you to buy flags, did I? If you want flags, you've got to buy the flags. Because <laughs> John Eary, John Eary, uh, obviously the late great and uh, never to be uh, better John Eary, who did the presentation at Ipswich for... Well, and so many other clubs. I mean, he, he did. He said to me, we had a few one-to-one -one conversations, and he said, from the moment people step foot in the stadium, the show is on. You know, from yep. the moment they t we take their money. So when they walk in, so he, he was very big on the, the stadium presentation, how the stadium looked. So that included flags, fluttering on the centre green. It included, obviously, walking the Black Forest, the music that he, he brought everybody into the stadium to you know things like that are very very important i mean i, I you, you talk about we're not going to talk about football but you know I, i'm hearing a lot of people talk about portman road and how run down it looks you know how it could just do could do with it just having a damn good clean get the pressure washers in there and give the place a clean you know and and spruce it up lick a paint missing letters i mean it must be you know when i see missing missing letters on, on buildings and things like that. You know, you're, you're, you're presenting a professional image of your company organization event. And um, yeah, I think flags fluttering. It's all Good thing. So, yeah. I mean, I must, yeah. one thing that always bugs me is when people do, people got a thing about award winning. They love to put things award winning this or what, and they never hyphenate it. Never hyphenate it when it should be every time award winning. Maybe that's another thing. Um, Pete, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> Pete, um, I'm making note of that. Yeah, yes. make sure you do. Um, let's look at the Witches team then. Um, start off with Pete, um, and obviously Jason Crump is is back because I'm obviously we're so excited he was going to be with us in 2020, and um, you know it's it's a big thing for Jason to decide to to, to to come and ride again. And I had a horrible worry that he might think, oh, do you know what, you know, I'm another year on, and I might I might not bother in 2021. But he has. Like, he's over here now in England, and I believe even a Polish club are trying to sign him, which is I don't know how football. We'll scout over that, but he's back here at Ipswich Peak. That's just brilliant. I think I think you're right. We're all very very excited. I think when he when he signed last year, and um, with it sort of the, the season being cancelled, you did sort of think, well, is that it? Is he is another year on? Is he going to go back to Australia and think, well, actually, he's probably not worth it? But it but it seemed like all the way through that he was very very committed to to come back here. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Whether he's I think we probably need to be realistic. He's not going to be the rider that, were, that was winning the world championship. However, I was thinking about it in two ways. One, uh, you know, I don't think any of us really know how good he's going to be. I don't think he'll be um, anything. I think he'll be around eight points. I'll probably put a, uh, put, a, put a mockers on him there, but probably around an eight-point average rider. However, 
what I was also thinking is, is how much difference will he make to the rest of the team? Mm. So, for example, if the two young, three young guys that are in the team at the bottom end, if he could put help them and they might put two or three points onto their averages. So whilst he might not improve his average, he might improve the rest of the team. So it, I think he's not won't just be what he achieves in terms of his point scoring, just how much how much influence and how much benefit he gives to the rest of the team. Just that's probably my thoughts of where I believe he might be this this season. And it's funny because um, I, I spoke to Jason last season, right at the start, and, and when he was going to come over, and of course he never did. And actually, Kevin, it was rather interesting because he actually was, he was quite he was quite sort of um, keen on on what sort of um, little rhyme or ditty he's going to get from Kevin Long. He said, and I, I was quite surprised by sort of as we we're chatting away about you know engines and, and Grand Prix and and this that and the other. And he suddenly said, "Yeah, but there's also I wonder if Kevin's got a new sort of rhyme for me." I mean, it's interesting. It's great. That must be made you feel really great, Kevin. The thing you, you thought. That. Do you know what I listen? I listened to that and sat here in the conservatory. I listened to that, and the biggest smile came across my face. <laughs> Because I thought, in how many sports, you know, because essentially, you know, I have no broadcast history, no journalistic background, anything like that. I'm a fan who was given the opportunity to present Speedway, a fan with a microphone, you know. And I think, and how many sports would you actually have that kind of recognition from a multi-world champion, <laughs> you know, about yourself? You know, I've, and I've never, you know, I, I do the job. You know, in my way, some people like it, some people hate it, you know, but that's their choice. That's life, isn't it? You know, I do it and I've been doing it for, you know, since 1998 um, and I thoroughly enjoy doing it. And I think in how many sports do you get that? And, and that's true of Speedway, you know, per se, the fact that you can mingle with the riders, talk to the riders before or after you know, have selfies and, and, and all of that. But no, I did sit here and had a wry smile. I had to I had to replay that bit because that was fantastic. <laughs> but but you see the rhymes, um, if we talk about that, you know, they were they were commonplace back in the day when I first started. That was the sort of uh, that was the USP, if you like. Uh, and then they became a bit more difficult to write. So they were reserved specifically for, for Jason Crump and Shane Parker, of course, who always uh, <laughs> had uh, something to do and uh, something up his sleeve or in a bucket. And um, so, yeah, Crump, there's a few, there's a few uh, in development, shall we say, for, for, for Crumpy. Um, I'd written one for his uh, British final appearance, of course, which, which was never to be, um, which, was a, which was a shame. But uh, no, I think I agree with Pete, you know, what he's going to bring to the team in terms of his experience. I mean, I spoke to him when they had the the uh, practice session for the British final that was going to be at Foxhall. Um, I, I was watching from near where you sit in the in the in the um, uh, home straight stand there, and he came along and sat down with lovely chat. You know, because you forget that actually these these riders, you know, they got they've got one kind, they've got one sort of uh, demeanour as a speedway rider, but then they're also actually really nice blokes to just talk to as as people. And uh, and I said, oh, I said, you're coming out of retirement. He said, oh, he said, I never said I retired. He said that, and he said, I never said I'd retired. He said, I never had a farewell, and I never said I retired. He said, and, and it was an itch that just needed a scratch. And Chris Louis, as he says, helped him scratch that itch. And um, yeah, I think he's going to be great. He'll definitely put bums on seats. Uh, it's a shame we're going to miss the, the Crump Pedersen showdowns, which we would have had last year. If um, with with Nicky riding for Sheffield, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. But I'm sure um, Jason Crump. Uh, but it's not all about Jason Crump. It's not the Jason Crump Ipswich Witches. You know, he is one member of a team, and I think the team has been assembled very well. I think it's going to give us lots of entertainment. I think I think Pete that um, Richie and Chris are very keen on. Um, I know I speak to them a lot, and they're very keen on having a team um, that gels off track and, and gets on. And I think they've had a experiences during their well Richie doing his management short management career Chris obviously well both of them doing their racing careers of riders who upset the apple cart um and we've had it recently and um, we won't go into names or anything like that but I think so I think they'd oh, be very keen no no <laughs> so so, <laughs> so so I think you know as Kevin said about Jason Crumb you know getting the right kind of person is is really important um, especially in Speedway, where they only meet up once in a while, you know, so they've got to get on. And what do you think, Pete? I think that, that again, they've put together a team that's not only good, but in that mould as well. 
Yeah, I think we probably saw that. The, the Obviously, we didn't have any speed rate last season, but the season before with the team, it, it seemed like everybody got on, with, got on well with each other. So I think, obviously, there's been a, a few changes, like um, the, what was planned for last year with Jake and uh, Nico not being not being able to ride this year and, and the few changes that that's brought along. But I think that's important that, you know, you've got your, your mainstays of people like Danny King and Cameron who are, who, who've been around the club quite a while, probably know the ethos and, and what that and, and what Chris and, and Richie are trying to achieve. So, yeah, I, I guess that's really important that everybody pulls together. And, and probably, for me, looking back how things have happened over the past few years, all of those riders are pretty much based in this country to a certain extent. So they're not going to be flying in um, on the day, turn up in the pits, Never quite sure with how happy or, or sad they are from what's happened in Poland the, the, the weeks before. And, and let's just hope that they all sort of click together. Because sometimes injuries, personalities, you're never quite sure, are you, until it all kicks off. Yeah. But it, it seems like they've got a good bunch of guys, well, from my experience of, of meeting them. Obviously, I haven't seen Jason for, for a few years, but I have, I have done some starts in the past when he's been there and... Like like Jay, like Kevin says, he seems a with a lot of riders they're they're a different person. And when you're under pressure to race, you're going to change your personality. And I don't blame people for that. If you're there to win, you're there to win, and uh, you're going to be a different person to you might be after the meeting. But I I think that they've probably got a very good team that's going to you know team spirit is everything. That might mean a difference between two or three extra points when everybody's mucking in helping each other than it would be if you're if you're seven individuals. Who are not prepared to share information or, or support each other? Now it's interesting to see. Now Kevin will probably back me up on this because you know the, the start marshal, Kevin. I don't know. He seems to have a lot of clout. I don't my imagine that he's he's got a lot of clout. You know, he he can almost like he looks. Up, I mean, I watch him. He looks up the ref sometimes and does a bit of this. You know, as much as say this idiot in gate one is just taking no notice off. Now he could get him booed out, I suppose, Kev. Can he? I don't know. I suppose he if can. I, if I I couldn't do Pete's job because there'd be certain riders that I'd have excluded. <laughs> I'd have excluded in every single race <laughs> just because just because of their attitude, you know. And and Pete will Pete will no doubt regale us with some um, stories of riders that he's had to. Um, tell off at the start line. I mean, I know he's been sworn at so many times he probably can't remember each one, but there'll be there'll be certain incidents like me and my job that Pete will be able to tell us about. So get thinking, Pete, of riders that, you know, have overstepped the mark and others that, you know, are are, are wonderful to deal with, you know. So can you, you know, just, I mean, you see it. And I think a lot of that, I mean, I think just slightly going off on a on a tangent, you know, Speedway's very clinical now. That's one of my biggest criticisms of the sport. Yeah, too clinical. You know, the riders look the same. You watch Grand Prix riders, you don't know one from the other. They all got the same riding style. That's been forced on them by the way you have to ride the machines because they have to be ridden flat out because of the way the machinery has been developed. So the style has had to develop with the machine. So you know that's not necessarily the riders' fault. But a lot of those sort of shenanigans, you know, that we've that we've seen over the years, and you and you talk about going back to sort of riders gelling. You know, at one point you only met those riders when you rode against them. Now it could be your teammate in Poland, could be your stable mate in the Grand Prix, could be your countryman internationally. You know, I think that's part of the problem and, and doubling up and don't get me started on all of that. You know, so I think a lot of that sort of fierce rivalry is lost because they are too familiar to each other. I mean, yeah. back in the 70s, 80s, you never saw Ipswich riders go to the away pits during a meeting, you know, for a chat. But now you see, you know, it's all, you know, cross party and one they're in there and they're in there and they're looking at bikes and all sorts of stuff. But anyway, over to you, Pete. Let's have a few of your tales. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think we, you probably have, well, I've sort of encountered different types of riders. So you're right. You'll get some like, I'll give an example, somebody like Danny King, to be honest, he, he's a, I won't say easy person, but he usually sorts of gets there early, sorts himself up. When you ask him to come up, he comes up and, and he'll do that. Um, dare I say, um, other people like Nikolai Clint might take a little bit longer to, to get up because he's going for a routine. And um, 
what works for one person doesn't work for someone else. And if that's his way of making sure that he puts himself in the zone, so to speak, to, to get to get the best out of himself, then that's probably the right thing to do. There have been, I suppose, just thinking back, obviously, we've mentioned Chris already, but again, he's going through his routine that he felt was the right thing for him to, to get himself in the zone that always made him do, do well. Um, I, I do remember uh, Matty Zagar would be an absolute nightmare to get up, but he always seemed very, very nervous. I, I don't know why. He, he seemed very much on edge, didn't really want to come up, very, very nervous. Um, Limbach was another one. And um, probably my um, probably one one time I really remember, um, which you wouldn't expect. I don't know if anybody remembers. There was a meeting that we had against Swindon in must have been quite a few years ago when Lee Adams was obviously writing for Swindon, and um, I never encountered any issues with him at all. It was a very tense match, and um, we had a bit of a disagreement. Let's just say whether he was in the right part of the gate. In, 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 and I think it was, he was in heat 14 or, or 13. I can't remember. I asked him to move over. And let's just say he wasn't very complimentary <laughs> because I asked him to do that. And um, which was really surprising because that persona that he gave over wasn't really like that. But then again, he, he was a person that wanted to win every race. So mm. you can understand how determined he was. But anyway, um, after that race, I think he was in heat 14 and I was like thinking, please don't be in gate two again because I know <laughs> we're going to have all of this hassle again about being in the wrong place. Anyway, their team manager at the time came up and said to me, you, if you try and move him over again, I'm going to get the referee down. And I said, look, I'm only trying to do my job. If he's not in the right place, it's not in the right place. So anyway, as you can imagine, he was in heat. He was in gate two, he came up. I said, no, you can't start. And I told you that in heat, the previous heat. Next thing I know, it all it all erupted. <laughs> referee came down, uh, asked him to come up, and I was thinking at this moment in time. Now, if the referee says he's okay, that's it. Must I'm going to look a complete idiot. But fortunately, the referee agreed with me, moved him over. The whole crowd erupted, and, and <laughs> to be honest, though, whilst it might seem like um, you know a real problem, you know somebody making a bigger issue. To be honest, though, isn't that what we go for, that entertainment and that, you know, that whole piece? So I'm not saying that we put that on. We didn't. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't sort of like preempted or premeditated at all. But that whole piece around, you know, probably you could have a fairly, uh, to some extent, boring meeting with not so much passing and, and, and very much um, uh, an easy win. But something like that people will go home and remember that incident and talk about it to their friends or whatever else. It may, you know, slightly enhance the, the opportunity for more people to come back to, to another meeting in the future. So sometimes whilst I, whilst that might cause a bit of fracture, uh, at the time, actually, it could actually be a, a positive thing around getting a bit more entertainment there. So there's a fine line, isn't there, between controversy and entertainment. Mm, absolutely. Of course, you know about that, Kevin. I mean, obviously it's, you know, we said this before, I think. Um, I, I did a podcast recently with Richard and Danny, or a, a, a video podcast similar to this. I don't know if you saw it, but Richie, um, Richie said that uh, Ipswich have got to go and win at Kings Lynn because he doesn't think they're very good. Or he said strong, stroke good, whatever you want to say. Um, and, of course, a lot of people said, oh, well, you got, well, we got. And I just said, he's just that is how to promote a speedway meeting. You know, if you, he's just, he's just done. He's, I mean, I know people are going to say, well, that's at Kings Lynn. But it doesn't matter. You can say the same thing. That is how you promote. A speedway meeting, and sometimes I think speed misses a little trick sometimes because you know it's it, it needs to make the most of social media, needs to make the most of local media and stuff, radios and whatever, and um, yeah, say those little extraordinary things once in a while. I mean, I go back to my first dousing um, by <laughs> Shane Parker, um, and that came about because uh, there had been a similar incident actually at the start line. Uh, where he'd been excluded from a race and I can't remember, it might have been John, maybe even Ray doing the starts at the time and he wouldn't leave the start line. So he came out and even the start um, marshal got the uh, his coloured disc out and, and was indicating, you've been excluded, mate. Buster Chapman came out and said, look, go back, 
you, you've been excluded. Anyway, went back. And I said something like on the mic, like, oh, don't worry about this, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen, we've seen Mitch Shearer do protests much better than this. Mitch was king and Mitch used to storm the referee's box, as we know. <laughs> um, anyway, in the interval, when we do the raffle, Shane Parker comes walking out. I thought, oh, that's nice. Shane's come to draw the raffle. Brian Knights, <laughs> Brian Knights is beside me because Brian used to co co present with me down on the set of green. So Shane's come out. Before I know, I am Doosh! water in the face. <laughs> Steve Waller, hello, Steve, um, was there because he thought, oh, bucket of water, where's that going? Followed, <laughs> you know, a pound every picture, <laughs> and. Um, and I got the dowsing. And afterwards, we called into the ref- we called into the office. Um, Mike Wester, John Louis, me. I think Mick Bates was the referee. And Shane said, "Look, Kings in lost. They were humiliated, sixty thirty. You know, there was no, there was nothing to talk about in terms of the the meeting. Elvin King wrote about the water more than the meeting mm. in the next day's paper. And uh, Shane said, then he said." My job is to entertain. My job is to put people, put bums on seats. He said, and if by doing this, next time I come, people will think, oh, what's Shane going to get up to this time? And of course, then he developed a career of hijacking, <laughs> hijacking tractors and donuts and, and all of this stuff he had in his locker to entertain. Yeah. You know, and he was the last great entertainer Speedway had, Shane Parker, and he is sorely missed in that regard. But, yeah, we could do with a bit more. And I remember also David Norris, when I think he was riding for Eastbourne, this is before air fences, so that dates me. He went clattering through the first and second bend, and he took most of the bend out in terms of the fence. He was so so upset. He picked up a piece of fence like Hercules, (laughs) and he was running towards an Ipswich rider about to throw this. Well, that got the, the Foxhall fans in a frenzy, didn't it? So then after that, every time David Norris was in a race, I left him to the last, you know, and off the outside in white, David Norris. <laughs> I love it. If I'm a fan, I love nothing more than an ample opportunity to boo and hiss and, and whatever the the um, enemy. But uh, and David and for and David Norris had about five more races and, and the biggest cheers were actually booze for him all night. And um, yeah, and, and that's that's what's missing. That's why I go back to the point about Spear of Entry Clinical. I think that we need to relax mm. the regulations within the terms of the safety of the sport. I'm not saying let's compromise the safety of the sport, you know, for, for hygienics, but you know, let's let's introduce a bit mm. more of that to it and more people will come and watch for sure. And of course, while we talk about that, Kevin, I mean, the um, of course, we've got I'm sure one or two of them might watch this or listen to it. We've got the, the, the massive, of course, now on the back straight, oh, yeah. our, our friends over there who've who've even I can hear them playing their trumpets and, and, and banging their drums from where I sit, which is right across the other side of the track. Um, I mean, that's great, isn't it, Kevin? That is a group of Ipswich fans. We're up to date now. because We talk about the past quite a lot. And that's great. That's very right. But I mean, here we are up to date. We do have a set of fans who are trying to do something different. Well, I went over there one week. They gave me the horn straight away. They gave me a personalised horn with my name on for doing that. And 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 Foxhall, um, whilst it's a natural bowl and a great arena for for a motorsport, the the downside of that is your atmosphere just disappears out of it because there's nothing to contain it. No no sort of enclosed stands or stuff like that. But I, Use my arms a lot when I talk. I just you do, like, yeah, that's great. Um, I like, yeah, and um, so there's <laughs> nothing to keep the um, the sound in. So when they started, when those sounds were were first, um, oh, am I allowed to say erected? Um, they when they were first put in the stadium, what ten years ago, and the, and they started making all this noise, and I thought fantastic. And so I make a point of going over there to to interact with them. Uh, of course, we had the we had the great incident with the uh, we had lollipop gate. Of course, oh, three, oh three, no, 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 three seasons ago. No, well, I was over on the back straight. Oh this no, is funny, this is a funny story. And um, Christina Turnbull was the referee. So I said, and I was I'm like talking to her. I said, Christina, Christina, love, do you want me to bring you something back? Do you want something back? Do you want a lolly? I, and I took her a lolly back, took her up to the referee's court. Anyway, about two races later, 
she excluded an Edinburgh rider because we were riding Edinburgh and uh, their team manager went up and protested that her decision had been influenced by her being given confectionery by the presenter. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And, um, and she, she then took a selfie. She was at Eastbourne about three lights. So she took a great selfie from the referee's box of a lolly, her eating She's a lolly at Arlington. She's the, best re- she's the best referee in UK Speedway, Christina Turnbull. She is absolutely fantastic. She's very friendly. She's yeah. very amenable, but she plays the game and she is a very good uh, offic- official uh, at a Speedway meeting. But the massive, and we've also got the Hooters. We've got the home straight Hooters as well, of course. Yes, Hooters yes. In front of you. A couple yep. of girls started that up, so they're there. Uh, with their noise-making machines because you're not allowed air horns. So we've stretched the parameters of that. And if it's not an air horn, it's certainly making enough noise. But, of course, we had the whistles back in the day, which maybe we need to get going. I brought my old rattle up one year when we were racing Somerset in a playoff and we were rattling the Rebels and that became a bit of a thing. So I think, yeah, we should encourage people. As Pete said at the very outset, I think the place is going to be packed on opening night. But uh, we need to encourage as many people to come along and participate. It's a two-way thing. It's not just sit there, entertain me, entertain me. You know, you have a part to play in creating the entertainment in the evening. It's creating the atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, somebody said to me once, oh, oh, Fox, oh, there's no atmosphere. Well, you don't, we can't bring it in. We don't buy it in and, and put it there and say, right, there's your atmosphere and and, and release the touch paper and stand back. You know the atmosphere comes from everything from the from the uh, the teams who's racing it's just Kings in. Well, that's already you've already ticked the box for atmosphere. Um, you know, are there any rivalries on the track? You know, Crump Pedersen tick the box atmosphere. You know, how many fans? Volume of fans, number of fans tick the box. We've got plenty of fans. Bank Holiday tick the box. You know, uh, and all of that sort of stuff. But you know. Generally, you know, how's the team doing? If the team's doing well, you'll get a better atmosphere, you know, than if the team isn't. And um, and then you've only got to have one incident. And if it's early in the first round of heats, in the first four heats, one incident will spark the whole evening off mm. in terms of entertainment. And if it's a coming together of two riders, then that's, for me, that's a presenter's goldmine because I can feed off that for the entire evening. Uh, if there's a clash between two individual riders or if it's been a big incident um, and we've seen some big incidents and big crashes and fortunately most people have walked away from all of them but yeah. um, you know it, it only takes something like that but the fans have a part to play and yeah. and the massive are a fantastic example of that and I credit them for their for their endeavors because um, without them Foxwell will be a lot, a lot quieter place and I hope they come out with a big bag of sweets, purple lollies preferably. <laughs> um, and on the 20th, I look forward to meeting up with them again. I mean, think the thing is, it, the thing is, Speedway can be such a great sport. Elvin King, myself, always used to travel a lot to do stuff to get Elvin still, still did, who did so much of Speedway. We both always agreed that a great Speedway match is as good as any, a great Speedway meeting as good as any sporting meeting. Um, and of course, Pete, when when the when the witches beat Paul, we're talking only two seasons ago, aren't we two three. When witches beat Paul in that semi final, I mean, what an atmosphere! That this is two. You know, again, we go back to the seventies and eighties all the time, and you know, but, but this is only a couple of years ago. It was outstanding. The noise levels. I mean, you're on the start grid line, or were you on Holly that week? You're on the start- <laughs> it was a no. TV appearance, so I had to be. TV, yeah. It was. You must have. It was great, wasn't it? <laughs> No, it was yeah. I, I think we talked about this before when we did the previous podcast. It wasn't, you know, that that made, that atmosphere was electric, and um, I think because I think as Kevin said earlier, because I think I'm right in saying Cavati engine packed up when he was leading heat one from memory. We then went on to to go to five one, which automatically brought brought us back into like you know not too far away. We only needed another couple of heat wins, and we were back level. And the way that meeting sort of seesawed between each other's five ones and um, the pressure was mounting, wasn't it? Heat after heat. And I think I think we are quite lucky with, I appreciate that we've got a lovely bowl, haven't we, at Foxhall? And probably wherever you stand, you've got a good good, good yeah. um, visibility of the track and be able to see it. Where you go to some other places, you're quite low down and you can't quite see the track that well. So I think 
and we had a good crowd in that that time. And I think as Kevin says, if you've got more people together and I appreciate that might be quite difficult for the first few meetings if there is social distancing. But nevertheless, that atmosphere built and built and built as we went through that meeting. And um, there was people hugging each other and kissing each other when um, when we actually I miss, yeah, I'm, got I miss that. I missed that. <laughs> that was yeah. That, uh, that was quite unusual. Well, I'd say unusual, but I think that was the release of that pressure of doing well. Because if I remember rightly, we were in an extremely good position, weren't we, in the first leg, and it all sort of fell apart. Yeah. Didn't it? So, mm. if we'd have gone through that leg and not qualified, I think there would have been a, people's feelings on on how well the club done had had done that year would have been a lot different. So yeah. I, I, I'm hopeful that the atmosphere for the next season is going to, or in, the, in the, only a few days, two weeks now, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be somewhere around that. And let's just hope that we can all um, get to June and some of the social distancing measures can be reduced. And, and not saying that people are going to be jumping around hugging each other, because I think we'd just like to do that with our families at the moment. But yeah. um, at least we can have some great atmosphere, some great racing and, um, people can go out and have some entertainment, which they've been starved of for the last year or so. I mean, you, course, um, you go, sorry, Mike, you go, just to cut across that and, and just to pick up on that, you, that meeting, I mean, was fantastic on so many, on so many levels. Um, but we won it in heat 14 um, with a 4-2 and it was James Sargent's third place that actually clinched it. And again, I go back, to advice that John Erie gave me and he said to me once you know if the racing is good you don't have to say anything no. and um, I brought them over the start finish line and that was all I said for about five minutes I didn't say anything no. more but I just let the fans because I've been to speedway meetings and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and diss other presenters but but I just think it's all about them and that's all you hear and I just thought, no, this is for the fans. The fans, this is the fans' moment. And the fans, like Pete said, you could, it was a concophony. Um, and you, you, you know, and and also I was very emotional because I hadn't really, other than sort of back in the day, '98, of course, I started. That was my first year, and what a year to start. Um, you know, we've been starved of sort of proper success. And I mean, that was our final because Swindon were riding so high. You know, mm. there wouldn't have been another team in the league that would have would have taken that away from Swindon that year. So that beating Paul in the semi-final was our final. And, um, yeah, just brought the fans. I mean, I've never done so many war cries in my life as I did that night. I was <laughs> hoarse by the end of it. And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. The Witches Winner girls came out to do the raffle with Heather and Margaret and Emma and, and the rest. And they were crying. I mean, Heather's makeup was running. I mean, she needs to get a refund. And, um, you know, I thought they did no, no, no run mascara at boot. But, yeah, I mean, they were, she was in a mess, but it was fantastic. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're, the moments you, they're the moments you wait for. And, um, yeah, let's hope we have some, uh, some of those for this year. I mean, let's, let's have a look then at the, the fixture list, because obviously the fixtures start up in, you know, obviously in, you know, the fixtures start up in what they may in the beginning, you know, got another week. So which, the witches start at Kings, at Kings Lynn. And, of course, the first home meeting is, um, is a home to Bellevue, which... Well, I mean, that's extraordinary, you know, extraordinary, you know, good home fixture, isn't it? After we've been to Lynn, Bellevue at home for the opening night, Pete. That's a, that's a lovely one. Yeah, I mean, you can't get any more famous than Bellevue, can you, in Speedway? They're probably the, well, apart from Ipswich, obviously, the biggest club in <laughs> in, 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 in its history in, the, in British Speedway, or at least the one that's still going. Um and also, I've had a quick look at their team. They look extremely strong. So I don't think there's going to be, that's not going to be an easy start to the season. And I think we're, all of our riders are going to have to hit the ground running to probably take the victory. Let's hope we get a victory. But uh, they look like they've got an extremely strong team, don't they? And yeah, so I mean, just, um, just thinking, um, you might want to take this opportunity, Pete, as these fixtures are scrolling along the bottom here, just want to make a note of these dates, see if you're not on holiday any of these weeks, <laughs> just so that you, you can be there, because I don't know who's Deputy Start Marshal now. Sorry? I don't know who's Deputy Start Marshal now, so we can't have it, yeah, you know, we can't have, we can't have amateur flag waving, you know, <laughs> just, check, just check these dates off, make sure they're not clashing with you being in Ibiza or somewhere. Yeah, well... That that's not really allowed at the moment, anyway, is it? So, but yeah, and also we don't get paid holiday, do we, for our 
for these activities? No, no. It's been interesting enough. We've been you should have been furloughed, really, shouldn't you? I suppose last season, you guys. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah. We so we stuck, but we stuck. But percent of zero is still. Zero, so. <laughs> but we started. We, King, okay. we start at Kings Lynn. We start at Kings Lynn. We start at Kings Lynn. Then we got Bellevue and Sheffield at home. Um, you know, two. So I mean, two two cracking meetings there, Kevin. Uh, indeed, I mean the the unfortunately that you know with Swindon's withdrawal because uh, they're not participating in 2021. You know the the league is uh, less than it was, and Paul, of course, riding in the lower league in the championship this this year. So uh, it's a very small league, very small division. Um, where so we're riding each other home and away um, twice. I think they're trying to organise some other sort of fixtures in there as well. I spoke to Chris Lurie about some individual meetings and, and hopefully there'll be some other things to um, bolster the uh, fixture list for the for the for the season. But uh, no, as Pete says, I mean all the teams have been well assembled. Um and um yeah to open your season. I mean if Kingsland want a license to print money, that is it, isn't it? Open your season with Ipswich Witches. Um, yeah. After 18 months, I mean, if if Buster doesn't have cues, you know, up to the sugar beet factory, then he's done something wrong, you know. So, uh, I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I have to say, at the tardiness at which British Speedway is releasing ticket and 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 admission information, you know, with just a couple of weeks to go, we're still waiting for information about how do we get in? Do we have to buy a ticket? Can we just turn up? You know, I understand from Chris, this is very much a local issue. So it depends on local authorities saying, yeah, your stadium's big enough. You can do cash admissions or no, you've got to do pre, pre-sales. So I think that needs to be sorted out. I think that's going to be released by the end of this week. And I hope so. So people can make plans because I don't want to get halfway through Thetford Chase. And then they go, well, you won't be able to get in because you haven't got a ticket. You know, so, um, yeah, I think, you know, we need to free speedway sometimes does some very, very, very good things. And then occasionally it does some things where you think mm, you could just improve that. And I think just given the fans after 18 months of not knowing what they're going to be doing, just tell them in a fortnight's time how they're going to watch this speedway. So, Pete, have you, have you, have you had a look? At, I've had a look at one or two of the teams um, this season. Yeah. Have you had a little? Uh, if you've had a little yeah. Bellevue, have you had? A, I mean, what? 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 Go on then. Give us a give us a little take on who you think's going to be. Well, they all look pretty even, don't they? Strong teams. Yeah, they probably all look very even, um, and it's very difficult to tell because if it's only six teams, then you've not got any. I don't think there's any really poor teams. I mean, I, no. I see where. I think probably Kingsland have probably got a few more question marks around their team because. We've got people like Lewis Bridger coming back. You never quite sure. You never quite sure he he could come back and be an eight point rider. I have no idea how well he's going to do. Um, let's be honest. Craig Cook has got a lot of questions marks. Depending which type of which which version of Craig Cook might turn up, you're never quite quite sure, are you? He could be he could be brilliant or he could be um, not not that good. I think if you look at um, Wolverhampton, they probably don't have a what we would call a, a real top. Rider. However, you look at their their team; it's very pretty strong all the way through. And um, you've got some people, you know, riders like Ryan Douglas who who have been doing really well since they last ridden here. So, how well is he going to do when he turns up? And then you've got Peterborough, which I think you have to be over forty, don't you, to ride in their their top six. Um, but you know, in all seriousness, experienced lineup. You mean? A lot of experience riders, oh, yeah. and you know, there probably a lot of those riders do go very well around their home yeah. Um So, if I was, if if you want to put me on the spot, I'd probably say that probably Peterborough and Kingsland look slightly the weaker teams in the league. Um, I think probably the other four will be the four that, because am I right that four go through to the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. So that would be my thoughts at this moment in time. Um, but I think with it, with it, with every team, there's a lot of question marks. So, for example, is is those riders that are based over in Poland going to be able to come backwards and forwards every week, or could there be issues around that? Um, we just don't know. Let's fingers crossed there isn't going to be any. any problems. I I I, um, I think that you know, okay, you never forget how to ride a speedway bike, but you know, for the guys that haven't done it for a long time, I mean, some of the guys were active 
last year. Uh, I mean, for the witches, I mean, of, of the witches um, seven, I mean, Drew Kemp's probably the, the one that's kept himself racing most. I mean, he got quite a lot of track action uh, last year. And you can have as many practice sessions, solo sessions as you like. There's nothing quite like lining up for a race, you know, at the tapes with three other riders in, in, a, in a team event. Um, and I think a lot's going to come down to the younger riders in the teams this year. You know, um, Pete mentioned Ryan Douglas. I mean, he's had a standout season in Australia. But how many times have we seen that? You know, been flying down under, uh, if you pardon the expression, and then come back to the UK and, and do nothing. You know, so I, I've always admired Ryan Douglas. Uh, I like Ryan Douglas as a rider. He guested for the Witches a couple of times a few seasons ago. And I thought, you know, if, I, if there's one rider I'd like to see in a Witches race suit, it would be, or out of it, that would be Ryan Douglas. And, um, you know, he was, he's fantastic. So I hope, you know, for him, he carries that on. Um, you know, the, the headline acts and the heat leaders, I think, you know, will we'll just carry on. I mean, Pete makes the point about Peterborough. I mean, um, Scott, um, Scott Nichols, obviously, you know, he's back in the game, 27th year as a professional speedway rider. You know, he's still got the love and the enthusiasm. And I watched a, an old YouTube clip of him and Danny King. Danny King's first race win at Foxhall popped up on my YouTube uh, reminders the other day of when Danny had his first race win at Foxhall. And the work that Scott Nichols put into that race was extraordinary in, in his team riding. He is, the, he is the only rider in modern day speedway that can team ride uh, to that extent, that can, can still control a race. Um, and we're not just talking about blocking your opponent, but thinking about not your, just your team your teammate, but what's happening behind you and how you're going to prevent them taking over. And there was a fantastic race at Foxhall where, where Scott Nichols earned that 5-1 with, with Danny King. So um, Scott, by his own admission, you know, he wasn't best uh, prepared in or didn't go that well in, in 2019. So I hope for Scott he has a very good season. I hope all the riders do. You know, because it's our entertainment. Uh, it's their profession and their livelihoods, of course. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was trying to look online. I can't bring up a thing that has all the teams listed for me. So I can't tell you who's, who's where. Um, yeah, hasn't, hasn't Russell got a little graphic he can pop up with all the with all the. With all the Roscoe, 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 not Roscoe. Russell. I've got, it, I've got it in front of me now, Kevin. It's on the, on the BSPA website if you go on yeah. there. Oh, is yeah. it? Right, okay. But, yeah. yeah, no, I think, you know, there's some there's some great rivalries between the teams. There's going to be some great rivalries between the individual riders. Um, for, for Ipswich, you know, we've spoken about Jason Crump at length. We know what Danny King's all about. You know, the one rider for me uh, I just want to see absolutely kick on is Cameron Heaps. I want to see him have an outstanding season and, and really be pushing to be number one. That's what I want from, from Cameron Heaps. He first came over to this country um, 10 years ago when he first rode for Mildenhall in 2011. So he's, he's well-versed of the UK scene now. And like you say, as Pete said earlier, you know, he's, he's uh, well, in, well embedded in the Foxhall furniture. Um, and I just want to see him really challenge to, to be a, 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 the leader and the top rider. And he's got the capability. We've seen, we've seen what he's capable of. I just want to see him just step that bit up now. Who do you, who do you, who do you both think that will be number, he'll be the, the number one rider at Ipswich by the end of the season? Cool, that's a good question. I'll tell you what is a good question. I mean, I actually do think Crump will be. I think, I think Crump, I honestly believe, having watched him at Bellevue, I think the more he rides, the better he's just going to get because he's just, it's just, you know, you just never lose it. He's just such a, he'd never have come to do what he's going to do without such serious thought. And, you know, he's, you know, you don't make the decisions he's made to come back to England after eight years, or whatever. He really, he knows he's got to be completely on. Of course, he's so talented um, and so quick out of the starts and such a racer. But who, I, I mean, Danny will be right there. I mean, and I think Clint will have a decent season. You know, I, I really do. So, but the one ride I'm just very quickly looking forward to before we come to the end of the podcast, you might have a quick chat about this, is Drew Kemp. Because I think Drew Kemp has matured fantastically in the last couple of years. I think you'll see a completely different Drew Kemp to the one we left back in last time we saw him ride. 
I, I'd agree, Mike. And um, actually, the, the last three in that, in that, I can't remember if I've seen Jordan Stewart. He must have been down. Was did he must have come to Foxhall with red car a couple of probably in 2018? Did he? I think he has ridden it before. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I can't really remember him. But I think wouldn't it be fantastic? Let's be honest, from from a patriotic point of view, seeing Drew Kemp and Anders Rowe really, you know, if they, if they could end up as I don't know six point riders by the end of the season, just from a British point of view, that would be fantastic. And if British Speedway is going to move forward in the future, it needs those English people and British riders, should I say, getting better and better in this league. So let's. I I really hope that, that those two those two do. Mm do well in our, in our team this year. Thoughts, Kevin, on a number one? I think, I think um, like you say, Drew Kemp, I mean, he has got natural ability. That's what he's got in spades. You know, if you, you know, I've, I remember watching him over from my Milden Hall days, you know, and you know when you see a speedway riding, you think, yeah, he's going to go far. You know, I remember watching Robert Lambert go around Milden Hall, you know, as a mascot in the interval, you know, and, um, and, 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 but then by the same token, I've seen riders who think, you know, they've been, you know, they've been uh, all the gear and no idea, you know, and um, that, and they failed to deliver. But I think now we've got in Drew Kemp, we've got something special. And how great for Ipswich that somebody that lives within a stone's throw, I mean, he only lives over at Clayton, you know, his stone's throw of the stadium, once again riding for his hometown club, which is what made Ipswich so famous, of course, yeah. back in the day. Uh, yeah. Nikolai Clint, I think I saw an interview somewhere might have been one of your podcasts that I did listen to, Mike, that said about Nikolai Clint being, you know, like a like a fine wine. You know, he gets better with age. Yeah. Well, it might have been yeah. um, an Alan Ross, Ross uh, oh, interview, yeah. I think. Um, you know, he does get better, you know, and he's been a bit of a slow burn, Nikolai Clint. You sort of, for so many years, you thought, oh, he's just sort of second tier sort of rider, good at the second tier. Because some really struggle to elevate themselves, even though they're riding against the same riders. On the you know on different tracks but in a different league somehow their mentality changes because it's elite league or premier league or first or second division so yeah nikolai clip will be one to watch crumpy you know i mean he's invested not just in himself but his machinery you know yeah. he's not he's not spared any punches in terms of the kit he's going to be using you know so he is going to be well prepared um so i i really i can't i can't tell you how much i'm looking forward to it i am like a kid at christmas um, you know, the white jacket's been ready for weeks. Yeah, you know, I've been a new tired yeah, shirt that's tie. been ready. Yeah. Um, we're all ready. You'll you'll have pre-ordered your chili dogs for the interval. Well, I'm, I'm hoping I said to uh, Richard, I'm I hopefully do Uber Eats um from Dye's Diner. Um, oh well I'm so I assume everything's gone online, so I'll I'll be yeah, I'll have it delivered hopefully. Um Will I will I have a little <laughs> will I have a little teenager come down on a moped at the set <laughs> yes. in the interval? Perhaps that's how we'll get our tea in the interval. Yeah, Kevin. I think That'll I think it's going nice. to be all changed. There'll be little delivery drivers driving around, dropping off yeah. chili dogs, and yeah. So perhaps Pat could ride a horse over <laughs> <laughs> and deliver it. Well, look, guys, we're coming to the end. We're coming to the end now of the podcast. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, um, we're so looking forward to start the speedway season. Um, you, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been a long it's been a long time, and um, we don't really care. It's a smaller league, and uh, and we, we'd love more teams, but we're not really that worried. It's just be great to see some live speedway. And of course, the witches are, are such an important part of of, um, of East Anglia, Suffolk, and East Anglia sport um, they do the town of Ipswich so proud. Um, so hopefully, they get some big crowds. Um, Pete. Thanks ever so much. Um, I really appreciate your time. Great to see you're in your in your in your starting kit. I mean, that's just do you do you get a bed in that or just 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 during the day? No, just I uh, just wear it during the day for work. During the day. Yeah, good. Day. And Kevin, of course, thanks ever so much. Um, for, for well, you look fantastic. Obviously, do you, again, do you drive in that or is it just or just as no, a... I haven't. No, I might I might start using it for work. You know, just to help with the promotional thing. But what I would say, just on a final note, if if there's been people that haven't been to Portman Road. You know, if you're a football fan primarily and you think you've been starved of watching live sport, you know, and obviously the football season's coming to an end, not that you could have gone anyway, but come along to Foxhall. You know, spend some money, come along to Foxhall. It's still a good night out. You can bring the kids free of charge. They'll love it. Uh, if you bring them along at an early age like me, eight, nine years old, they'll get hooked and, you know, 40-odd years later, still going. So, um, yeah, if you're if you've been starved of some outdoor live sporting entertainment even if previously as peter said at the top of the show if you haven't been to speedway 
before or for a very long time, then make sure on May the 20th, your destination is Foxhall Stadium. Brilliant. Kevin, Pete, thanks ever so much for your time. Really hope everyone's enjoyed either watching or listening to the podcast. If you're watching, we'll give you a wave. And if you're listening, thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>